we say amazing things at funerals and we do amazing things at funerals, but we sometimes we don't do it in advance. And I think that that's something that's pretty powerful and I love the concept. I, I just, I can't even put into words how grateful I am for everything that she did. You know, every day is not a guarantee. Just giving people their flowers while they're still here. I think that's, that is great. She knows her worth and her value. And she doesn't let anybody walk over that in any kind of way. I have behaved myself. I have done everything I'm supposed to, and it's still not enough. That's a way that I did help change the world for good. Right now, you are the person that you thought you wanted to be in your obituary. Like, you're already that woman. Welcome to your funeral. This is Virginia Silky. I am here with my co-host, Beth Savage, and we are excited to introduce you to our next guest. Her name is Emily Moore. She is both sassy and serious, and we look forward to her episode. So join us as we meet Emily Moore. I am, of course, Emily Moore, the one, the only Emily Moore. Um, I, gosh, have a long laundry list of random things that I have done um, that have led me to where I am in my part-time gigs, bartending, uh, which is probably like the favorite hat that I've worn. If we didn't live in a country that like, you know, didn't make us like work really un- ridiculously hard for like healthcare and like to just exist and afford food, I would probably just bartend. Like mm. so much fun to just be there and just make my favorite things and talk mm. to people. But my professional hat that makes me money is as a policy analyst. All right, Emily, here are the people who are at your funeral. Well, my name is Jess. Um, I've known Emily for quite some time. She, you know, where we're from back home is a small town. Everybody knows everybody. I knew of her. I knew, you know, at the time, Trey, they've been together for forever. Like, I just knew that they were, you know, they've been dating for forever. and They still are. And, um, she had known my cousin at the time. I mean, she still does. And then we started working together at a local bar and we bartended for a little bit together and we were hanging out and then COVID happened. And then we just kind of relied on our friendship and then we just became closer and closer. And then like fast forward to now, like she's one of my best friends and, it kind of happened just so naturally and we have like a beautiful friendship and I love her endlessly. My name is Emma. Um, I actually love my story about how I met Emily. Um, uh, so um, she moved in, her and uh, Trey moved in to our building in September of 2019. Um, the dates are important, obviously, to the uh, our origin story. Um, so we didn't talk for really a while. Like I think we would see each other in passing. Um, and I remember she was working at the Water Dog, and she recognized me. Um, and she said, "Hey, I think you're my neighbor." And I was like, "Oh yeah, hi. What's your name?" And so we met then. That was I think January, early January of 2020. And then we still just mostly like in passing said, hey, I think we kind of figured out we had some mutual friends, but we didn't really talk. And then, of course, COVID um, hit and we all found ourselves spending a lot of time just sitting outside um, on the porch 
it's, I couldn't tell you the next time I talked to Emily after that, honestly, I, she might be able to remember. Um, but next thing you knew, we were very close, uh, and we've got to know each other a lot over the course of obviously the, um, COVID lockdown and then just the following times, um, of being neighbors for like, I don't know, two more years after that, probably. I think they moved to Richmond last year. My name is Sarah Pentecost. Um, I have known Emily since 2006 because we, since we met in middle cursor. school. Um, so probably like the first day of middle school, cause I think we were in the same homeroom. <laughs> um, so it's been, I can't even do that math in my head like 17 years <laughs> i think just kind of crazy to say it out loud um yeah um but I, a little bit goofy but like i would say like emily was was like the cool girl in school she was always like the cool girl i'm hannah white um i have known emily for about a year now we met through a mutual friend here in richmond um that knew her from Lynchburg. So when Emily moved to Richmond, she already had a contact that was our mutual friend. We met at dinner with our friend and then uh, have been hanging out with them. My name is Kristen Lennox. Um, I have known Emily for a little over a year, maybe like a year and a half. Uh, and I met her through where we work, and we both work at Voices for Virginia's Children. I'm actually on the advocacy and engagement team. I'm the director of engagement over there. So, um, and then she's a policy analyst. So our work intertwines a lot, although different departments. Hi, my name is Caroline. I've known Emily for, I guess, a year and a half or a year now. And that's Audrey. She's a big fan, too. Um, Emily is my neighbor, and we actually met online, oddly enough. We bonded over some like she's in the witness problems <laughs> that we have been dealing with um, in our Caroline, personal lives, and then realized that. as we got talking that we lived down the hall from each other, which is just so Can crazy. Um, but I feel <laughs> like that is the first, the first time I knew that she was my people. Every time I talked to her... I learned something oh. more um, amazing and interesting that I love about her. My name is Trey Barnett. Um, I have known Emily now for 11 years. Um, me and Emily met We've at Lynchburg College. Well, what is it? The University of Lynchburg now? It was Lynchburg College at the time. So Lynchburg College. Um, we actually met, so I went to Nelson and she went to Amherst and we've known of each other, you know, through social media and stuff, but we've all had mutual friends, um, with Nelson and Amherst being so close. So I actually had a buddy of mine, he attended Lynchburg and me and a couple of friends went up there to visit him and we actually came across Emily and a couple of her friends. Um, so that was actually the first time that we had met. So I would say it was October, I think maybe it was. And, you know, instantly, you know, like Shout I said, we had flirted and stuff on <laughs> social media. So it was kind of like, you know, there she is. I don't really know how to act right now. <laughs> I don't know what to say. So I'm just playing cool. Uh, but, you know, we introduced one another. And, Immediately, it was just 
break from that. He told me he saw my panties. <laughs> I was sitting. I'm sorry, what? I was sitting. <laughs> he left that part Yeah, that's out. an important part. Yeah. I was sitting on like a, a lofted bed and I had like a dress on and my legs crossed. <gasps> but like he was at an angle where he could just see up my dress and he saw my panties. <laughs> oh. And then it was the rest of so, history. And then we were in love. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Emily will tell you what panties those were for $50 a pop. I if you want don't to email her. <laughs> no, tell the people. You yeah. know what they are. I've still got yeah. them. You'll even send them totally, to them. Totally, totally. Yeah, the exact <laughs> yeah. panties. Yeah. The exact panties. Um, so what do you so tell us about that group of people? That makes me so happy. Those are like my people. Like those are my people. When I think about like COVID has been so hard, right? Yeah, like right. we have been so physically disconnected from our people and some of these folks that I have met since I've moved to Richmond, but many of them, as they shared to you, like are lifelong friends to me and they mean the world to me. And to see them sit there and be like, how the heck did I meet this crazy girl? Like, what was she doing? Is It just brings me so much joy. I love that. I love it. These are my people. They're really wonderful people. All right. So we've got another sort of, um, I think... We asked maybe a little bit deeper into how you became friends or, or kind of when they knew you were their people. Okay. Um, so this next part is going to kind of reflect that as well. You know, you mature as you get older and you change and like you hear things about people and you see people and you get to know them. You're like, this person's amazing. Like, why weren't we friends before? And I think it just happened so naturally. And then when COVID happened and like working together, it just blossomed into something. And like now we live in two totally different states, but like we talk almost every day, whether it's like texting or Instagram or just the littlest things like, and also we're those friends that like, we'll send paragraphs and paragraphs and like, I kind of need a response, but then it'll be like a couple of days and neither one of us will respond. But like that person will respond and be like, Oh, it's fine. We both work <laughs> opposite schedules. She's during the day. Like she's that, that day person. And then me, I, bartend all night long so I'm up really I'm up really late and like her being a former bartender she totally understands it I think that's why our relationship is like the ebb and flow like (laughs) she's my daytime she'll respond during the day and then I'll probably respond at like 1 a.m when I'm off work she's a song and I adore that you know there's no (laughs) like it's it's just you know accept me for who I am or you know chick rocks pretty much it's (laughs) And that's, that, and that's I, I can appreciate, I adore that. Um, most men probably would be intimidated by that, but, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Like, I, she's the leader. Like, I know the social norm is for the man to take charge and, you know, always be the voice. And But no, I think mm-hmm. the woman needs to take charge and, you know, needs to be the lead. Um, with the strong man behind her, you know, so, um, and, and I've, I've, I've told plenty of people that, like, that's just how I feel, honestly, like, it, she's, she's the leader, like, she's <laughs> out here changing the world, you know, one step at a time, day by day, like, even when she's not on the clock. Yes, I noticed in your email that you... You know, your your sign-off I loved. Is it like radical self-care? Yeah, Emily and I came up. Yeah, I'll add the context there. Emily and I came up with that together um, because I forget what it was, but it was just, it was people treating your inbox, your email inbox, like um, 
like texting, like it should be so quick, right? Because so many people's phone emails are on their phones now. And we kind of just, we had a chat where we were like, how does it make sense? It's email. I think both of us entering into our workspace with this energy of like, it's not going to be me. We're not going to be that person this time. We just weren't. And so, yeah, we actually came up with those <laughs> scripts in our emails that say, um, and I think we're the only two that do it. Um, but we, we did it really to hold ourselves accountable and one another accountable. And it says, you know, in pursuit of more work-life balance and, or more work-life integration, integration, these things are combined. So um, what, uh, in, in pursuit of more work-life integration, I'll be checking my email once in the morning, once in the afternoon. And so we try to hold ourselves to that. It's also about shifting the culture and having an email note like that, that says, Hey, this is what I'm doing. We get messages from people being like, I appreciate that. Like, thank you for naming that. I appreciate Kristen giving me credit for some of that, but it was like mostly Kristen. Oh, well, that's not the way <laughs> she remembers it. Right. She remembers it as you. That's right. Those are your some of your people and how they think of you and how your friendship was created, which I think is low-key. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, so I will, I'm going to say this now, um, the where I'm going to use this, um, which is one of the things that we ask people in this podcast, one of the points is um, what's something you want Emily to know that you don't really tell her very often. And everyone we asked, get ready, everyone we asked was like, <laughs> and, and so- Amazing. It was amazing because they were like, what the hell kind of question is that? Because I tell her all the time. I mean, like Trey was like, no, we're really good at communicating that. And like yeah. a lot of your friends were like, no, we tell each other all the time. And I was like, well, maybe it's just us old people who are like not good at it because yeah. they were. I mean, what they were saying was like, none of this is going to surprise Emily. Like I want her to hear it. I want her to know it. But um this is not the first or only time she'll ever hear this from me. And so I just thought that was so beautiful, beautiful that you have that yeah. constantly in your life. Do you feel like that's true? Like, I you, feel like that's so true. Yeah. I have these like accountability buddies that are like, it's just spoken. Like mm. we've never said like, Hey, when I fuck up, you tell me. And when you fuck up, I tell you like, it's just written into the code mm -hmm. of like our friendships nowadays. Yeah. Right. Of mm -hmm. like, Hey, we are friends because we share the same values, not because and like even for like my longtime friends, like we've been through a lot of like me and Jess explicitly have been through a lot of changes in our life together. And like over that time, I think the explicitness of it is like you tell me what you think and I tell you what you think. And like maybe we'll get upset, mm -hmm. but like it's for the better yep. for all of us. And I just, I value that so much because, like, the last thing that I would want is to be gone and then be like, damn. I should have told Emily that, like, yeah. she was wiling. Or <laughs> I should have told Emily that, like, maybe she was a little too radical at work. Or, like, you know, whatever. So, for me, for them to deeply feel, like, I feel like I'm at that place with all of them mm -hmm. where they're like, hey, I'm going to tell you if you're acting out. But, like for them to feel that way too means so much to me because it's one thing to like for me to feel that way but like not actually know what mm -hmm. they're thinking yeah. but for yeah. them to really be like no like if I had something to tell Emily right she'd know 
You don't need two like? old women, like two random old women. I don't know asking me what I feel about <laughs> like, like I told uh, her yesterday when I saw her. Yeah. And so the funny thing is, um, you immediately went to like, if I'm messing up, they're going to tell me. But they were all talking about how much they tell you they love you, too. So <laughs> I love that it's such yeah. a balance, too. But yeah, mm. I mean, I again, part of this podcast came from me not telling people those yeah, things and right. regretting it deeply and like deeply in my soul and it was so refreshing and so amazing yeah. to hear that, like, maybe this generation's got it. Yeah. Like, maybe you guys are, yeah. like, really figuring it out. And I love that for you. Mm-hmm. And I love that us old folk um, <laughs> yeah. are learning that. Old right. folk. Right. Yeah. But we're Air learning quotes. that from you. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, even though we were your teachers or professors, we're learning from your generation Absolutely. that it's okay yeah. to say these things out loud and you don't mm-hmm. have to pretend and then say it at someone's funeral or write it in a secret letter. <laughs> like you can literally just walk – like Trey can just walk in and be like, hey, I love you and I value you and wow, right, you're working right. really hard today. Like yeah, yeah. like it's yeah. no – not that it's no big deal but that it's constant reinforcement mm-hmm. and also constant like, well, maybe we'll that wasn't right the there. best plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I so appreciate you also naming what I didn't just name of like – Actually, they weren't talking about them not telling, like, calling you out. Like, they tell you they love you. And, like, what are you actually listening to? So, like, for me, that is such a deep reflection of, like, am I listening to them when they tell me all these nice things? And am I listening to them when they tell me they love me? Or am I only listening to them when they criticize me? So, like, for me, that is a huge reflection point of you saying that, of me being, like, yeah, they'd let me know in a heartbeat if, like, I was acting out. <laughs> but it's like, all yeah. right, but those same people let you know in a heartbeat that they love you, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't ever that have to should it. mean more than them calling you in. Mm-hmm. Like, right, I appreciate right. being called in, but, like, also these same people are very much willing to be like, you're doing your best. I love you so much. Yep. And, and the how fact valuable that they, is that? It's amazing. And that, I mean, you... You took a part in creating those relationships, too. So you were like, oh, I only deal with people who are like this. But the truth is, when we talk to people about your friendships, what they say is we were instantly friends. Right. And so you created that culture together as friends. It's not you sought out people who are already like that. You know, you all created that together. And that's really amazing, especially some of them that you haven't known a long time. Right. That you all were just like, cool, we're going to be completely open, completely honest with each other for positive uh, and negative things. And so one of the things that um, people said about you a lot was that you were 100% authentic. Yes. And I, I appreciate that. You stored authentic <laughs> that so That is much. like what, what I aim to be in my everyday life. So like that is like the most important thing to me. Well then, bull's eye. That's right. <laughs> because You're doing it. God, You're doing it. Yeah. I almost hated that word as much as we already hate the word impactful. Yes. Like by the end yes. of this, I was like, I get it, I get it. She's just into Yeah. Um, but really, I, I mean anymore. like yep. it but it again, I joke, but it yeah. really was like the common thread was like yep. Emily's just really authentic because she is who she is mm-hmm. and we love it. Absolutely. Oh, man. Um, I think in your friendships in the same way you bring out what's in these people to sort of communicate that love and care to each other. Because I think there are friends in our generation, for example, who never talk to each other like that until their funeral. And then they talk about, as Virginia says, (laughs) like they talk about each other when it's too late instead of saying it directly to each other. No, I mean, I see that my mom and her generation. Like she's got the best friends in the world Mm -hmm. and 
it's not until they're dead that they start talking about what they meant to each other for 60 years. Yeah, yeah. It's like we know we love each other, but like we didn't have to say it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. why not? Right? But like, like now we're sobbing at your funeral because we didn't tell you enough that we loved you. Yeah. But like how great is it to have people in your life that are like, actually, you could st- – Catch this whole city on fire, yeah. and I would still love you. That's right. You could catch and the I'd, city on fire. I'd put the body in my trunk, yep. and then yeah. we'd drive and it we away. And we would just drive away. I would be your getaway car. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you got to give yourself some credit for that. That's all I'm saying is that you you don't just find people who are naturally like this, right? Like you you, you create this condition that you know is good for yourself and for other people. So I think it's lovely, and I think you know with people who don't do it. It becomes such a trench or a rut they're in that it feels super awkward to start. Even if they hear something that's convincing to them or that they know, it's so hard. If you haven't for 10, 20 years said, I love you, you're fucking amazing. You know, if you haven't said that, it's impossible. Yes, we should all be the people that are like, I love you, drive safe. Watch for deer. Yeah, yeah text like, me when you get oh home. That's it. Like my I mama. am the Be careful. Watch for deer. Text yeah. me when you're home, person. And if it's been more than thirty minutes and you have not texted me, I'm calling you. I'm yeah. texting you. Like yeah. I am your mama bear friend. So one of the so another way that Silky and I are different is she thought of all these really creative, interesting questions for people. And I was like, eek, these are scary and intimidating. <laughs> and inevitably, people were like. This is my favorite question to answer. So um, one of the questions that people had a lot to say about or generally have a lot to say about is what gift they would get for you if um, money and time were no object. So that is the section that we have coming up next. Oh, stop. We'll see. We'll see what they say. I would just pay for the wedding. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, that's, yeah, very financially consuming and time consuming I'm sure. So if someone was like, oh, I'm just going to cover all that. You don't have to pick what you want. Um, I feel like I feel like I that would be. I know. You know somehow the front of that got cut off. Um, and Trey and Emily have just been together for so long. So it's it's been really awesome to finally see them, you know, get engaged and like take that next step. So I just, I feel like it's a long time coming. And yeah, I think, I think if I could, um, if I could do something, I'd probably just be like, pay for the wedding. They deserve to have a really nice celebratory event. Rihanna, actually, I'm booking Rihanna. <laughs> if I'll I was to just give her like a small gift and costly thing, I would 100% make her like a big yes! good or some kind of treat, homemade, made with her in mind, you know. Um, got a sweet tooth. Uh, See, that's where I got that from. So it brownies is. or banana pudding or yes! something um, <laughs> along those lines. It's hard to answer the like limitless question because my first instinct would be to like for most people would be to say like, oh, like I want them to never have to work again, to just be able to have like a posh life, maybe somewhere exotic, like, I don't know, some, something exciting, like another country. I don't know, something like that because Emily's so passionate about her work, (laughs) not working at all is really not. Uh, I feel like that wouldn't be the best uh, option for her. I do her. feel like something <laughs> more along the lines of giving her more time, um, both for for work or for play or for whatever else. Like something like her never having to worry about um, cleaning her house again. Like a house, like you know, paying for like housekeepers or like a personal shop or like something along those lines. Because I feel like, yeah, just like taking some kind of uh, 
some kind of task off of her plate, giving her more time, less things to think mm-hmm. about. Um, I think would probably be my route. I think the gift of time is a wonderful gift for anybody. <laughs> um, I would, I would, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's, it'll have to be part of my gift. My gift would be like unlimited airfare all over the world. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I feel like she would love that. I feel like all she ever wants to do is explore every corner. Yes. Um, and... You know that ain't cheap, but it requires time. So you'd have to. I'd have. It would be like a bundle gift. I think. <laughs> I think the gift would have to bundle with time and unlimited, unlimited travel. I feel like people who should be recipients of the gift of the whole world and being able to access it in so many ways. Like she would also just be so hungry and enthusiastic about like all the different cultures and foods and like you don't waste a gift. Yeah, you don't waste a gift like that on just anybody. Emily, I wish that I could give her an endless vacation because she works so hard, you know, in her job, her personal life, like with her community, like everything that she does. Like if I could just give her an endless vacation where, you know, she could just vacation anytime she wanted and like come back to work whenever or like because she even takes all of her work and everything with her when she vacations. Of course she does. Um, Yeah, I wish I could gift her that so she could have like the best of both because I know she really enjoys the work that she does and everything that she does. But I know she she loves a good vacation, but she Mm -hmm. doesn't take them as much as she needs and deserves. So I'm sure you know this, but she like loves cats. I, I mean, just. All she does is scroll on Instagram, and it's just like cat after cat after cat. I'm like, huh? Yeah, yeah. But she, and that's what like turns her on about him. I think like she can't, like he ignores her, like just rejects her, like just walks by, and and she's like, oh my god, I gotta give me that loving. So, like that drives her crazy. Like she picks him up and and tries to just. Just squeeze the life. Out. <laughs> uh, he hates it. He does. Um, and he stays away from her because of it. She craves <laughs> him that much more because of it. And like she just, it doesn't matter um, what type of cat it is, naked cat, uh, cat with a tail. Like I, it, it doesn't matter. Cat with cool a tail. Cat. You know, All of them. Be a cool cat and it works. But um, so I would get her like. Uh, either like a zoo or <laughs> some kind of wow. just home for cats like that and then like my, a, man. Um, <laughs> my man would buy me a zoo a garden because she loves plants too <laughs> well, it gets better. Um, I think that's like really like where she can clear her mind and kind of you know just be free for a little bit because with the work she does you know it is stressful like it's a job that never stops. Um, it's just ongoing. Like it, even you know, working from home, you don't know when to cut it off. And even like, like I said, there are days off. You're still working because you're involved with what's going on in the world. You know what I mean? What's going on in society? So, how do you ever get a day off from that when you're in it? You don't. So, like dealing with plants and when she waters her plants and stuff, that really. It's like her free time, her time to kind of get away. I think. 
I love that so much. In my obituary, I literally have, um, she loved spending time outside and with her abundant plant collection. Oh, that's lovely. And now he's going to toss some cats in there, that's too. Me. And yes, yeah. the cats. Like, yes. get me a zoo. That Absolutely. is the nicest you thing want... anyone's everyone, ever done for me. Is he going to hire staff? Trace got it scoot. under control. Well, yeah. just poop. in general, like, yeah. if you get me a zoo and then I have to deal with it, that's labor for me. That's true. I think he I just wants true. you to water the plants. Okay. When he you wants feel you to like love it. the cats. Like, go get love puddles. Love the cats yep. and, and water then the, plants. Water the plants. When you want to. I'm here yeah. for it. That sounds the like has my dream a zookeeper. job. Yeah. When you were laughing at zoo, I was like, is she laughing because that's silly or because it's like the best thing ever? Both. Because it was like the best thing ever. <laughs> Both. He's going to get you a staff. Trey knows. He seems very in tune. Yes. Um, so that's amazing. So your friends told us you love rap battles. You loved jam bands. Yes. You loved um, pretty much everything but country music. Yes. But there's that's accurate. One, there's one person you love in particular. Yes. And so some people talked about that, so that's what this is. She's also in my obituary. Yeah, Rihanna's her number one, like, ride or die for sure any day. When Rihanna had the Super Bowl, this was played the Super Bowl halftime show this year. That was an event. For everyone on staff in uh, in honor of Emily and her love for Rihanna. But I think if there was like any song and even like in my car, my personal life, like if any Rihanna song comes on, it's Emily. Like hands down, she is Rihanna's number one fan. And I love that. She's ride or die for her. But yes, she loves Rihanna. I know that she will cry through a whole um, concert and just be so excited that she exists. She loves her so much. Yeah. And when Rihanna goes on tour, if somebody, AKA Trey, doesn't buy her like multiple concert tickets to go see this person perform, I guess I should probably do that too. I should go see Rihanna with her. I feel like that would be an experience. I'll probably won't ever forget that Super Bowl because the texts that were coming through second by second for this past Super Bowl, it was an anticipated no night already for most people. And me and Emily, well, Emily is way more of a football person. But this year when Rihanna was going to perform, you know, it was going to be amazing. We were like, she's probably going to announce her tour. As soon as she came out, I saw I saw the bump and I was like, oh, God. Oh, Emily. My, my soul crushed for her because Emily didn't get an album or a tour. And she's been waiting like five or six years now. I remember vividly talking with her after the Super Bowl and, and she was telling me how she was sobbing during the, the halftime performance just because she was looking at Rihanna and I was cracking up. I, I so remember when Rihanna had a tumble on a bird scooter and I never heard the end of it. She was like, I'm never going to get on one. Like Rihanna got really hurt and yeah. Okay, so what, what face does she make when Rihanna comes on? Like, if she first hears it, she's like. <laughs> like she had never heard Rihanna before. I'm like, hey, you know what this is. She's like, it's like it's a new Rihanna song, but it's not. Because it's, Rihanna hasn't been music in like five years, and she'll tell you about it. I'm not kidding you. We went to a Rihanna concert probably like back yeah. in 2015, 2016. <laughs> And we had really good seasons in DC. We were like Afro. Uh, and I mean, the place is packed. She cried the entire concert. Like the whole thing. That is so the sweet. The entire concert. I was like, you really 
really love Rihanna. <laughs> she she was in the presence of her queen. <laughs> oh she my just... goodness! Was she also crying yes. through the? <laughs> yes, yes, she was. Makeup coming down her face. She's like, <laughs> just recording them. I'm like, okay. I see. This is real yes, for you. Yes, there are right. videos of this. Yes. It would probably definitely be a Rihanna <laughs> song. She loves Rihanna. I don't know if she mentioned that or if y'all know that. She loves Rihanna. So that would definitely be like anything, anything Rihanna is going to get her out on the dance floor probably. And like, I just remember like back in the school dance days, you know, of like, cause she's, you know, we were cheerleaders. So we're always, you know, big and excitable, but like, I just... I don't know that she, you know, where to do this, but like my, when I think of Emily getting excited about something, it's like, you know, hands up in the air, like, you know, mouth wide open, like we are going out there, yes. like let's go, like just a very big exuberance. <laughs> that That's excitable, Emily. Y'all, I've never heard such a true thing like <laughs> listen listen to this my obituary literally says and if you lost her on a night out you could guarantee that she was somewhere dancing parenthesis probably to rihanna <laughs> that's amazing it's it's true and i love that they know this about me because like like my kickball song we all got to choose a song when we came out for kickball mm. like my song was rihanna which like, one? Uh, I don't remember. I think I changed it week to okay. week. Okay, sure. um, There's just too many good ones. Right. And right. then it changed to Meg the Stallion. But like, mm -hmm. either the way, either way, like Rihanna's my queen. Yes. And the fact that I don't expect them to not know this about me. Sure. But the fact that all of them brought that up. It's important. Chef's kiss. It's so important. It was yes, so impressive. This is me. Oh, okay. Crying to Rihanna <laughs> on uh, April 28th, 2013. Um, the video I think is on my computer, but like we were right up there with my girl. This oh, is a wow. terrible picture, but like we were eighth row yeah. and my caption says crying my eyes out. I love Rihanna. And you can like, I wish this was visible. You can see this man behind me. Well, who is very upset. <laughs> He's like, if this girl does not calm down, I paid a lot of money to be here. <laughs> to be in the ninth row if she, of a Rihanna. Eight, oh. No, eight, but, but he, he was, was in the ninth. Me. Or he at least ninth, ninth or tenth. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very upset. That's so. You might have to send us that picture so we can put it. We'll add I will. We'll add There's it. a yeah. video somewhere of me just like sobbing, like hysterically. Um, if yes, you please. find it, just hit share. Don't worry. That's okay. So that, But that's accurate. You cry. It is. So what is it about Rihanna? I just... Love her, I don't give a fuck attitude. Yeah. Like, I have always been a Rihanna music fan, mm -hmm. but it was something about when Rihanna, so let me even back it up. It even became more personal for me when Rihanna and Chris Brown, that domestic violence yeah. situation happened, and she really, like, took control of her mm -hmm. own narrative and her own situation. For me, I was in a family that domestic violence was prevalent in. And I was like, you know what? Like, you don't have to. I mean, you, you're a you're a victim of this situation, but you're a survivor. And, like, you have control over this narrative. And for me, it was like who she became after that spoke so much to me as a person. But also, like, she just makes the best music yeah. ever. Right. And five years later, I'm still listening to her last album, 
And uh, I know that she's had two babies, but if she doesn't give me an album soon, it's gonna I'm not going to make any threats. I was, was going to say, say, what are you going to do to Rihanna? I'm not going to make any threats, that. but like, I'm going to get upset. Yeah, I'm going to be real upset. You're going to cry for real, not I'm happy gonna, tears. I'm going to like, maybe not cry. I'm going to maybe like, protest outside her house. Yes. Um, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. So she's she's my gal. I love her. And if I don't get some music from her soon, we're going to feel it. Like yeah. Super Bowl Sunday was a big deal because I was like, oh, we heard this is where we get the announcement of our tour. And mm-hmm. then she unzipped that jacket and was pregnant. And I was like, what? damn it. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> and I know all my friends were like, Emily, she's happy. She's having a family. And I'm like, this is about me. This is not about Rihanna. Why would she do this to me specifically? Could she tour and then get pregnant? Like yeah. that. There are ways so, to plan these things. If, yeah. if Rihanna, if you're listening, I am your number one fan. And if you don't give me a damn tour, I'm going to be really upset. Oh, okay. Um, so that was fun to learn about you. Um, but we also learned about just that you're just a fun loving gal. Uh, is one of the things that we learned. And if Rihanna um, had some scooter trouble and you were never going to get on one, I'm not going to (laughs) say. Only because Beth can play it, but I am going to say liar, liar, pants on fire. Let's see what happens next. And what it could be. I love so many things. I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't remember. What face do you think she would make if she saw a cat? Oh, a very excited one. Obsessed with cats. And she would be so excited. I actually, we've actually had a lot of conversations about um, the Lowe's cat here in Richmond. Francine <laughs> lives at one of the Lowe's locations here in Richmond, and her name is Francine. And um, she, I remember talking to her about how excited she was when she met Francine in person. There's Instagrams dedicated to this cat. Oh, wow. she was I'll have to look that up. Very okay. excited to meet the local celebrity. Okay. I was gonna say, do you think she follow us on Instagram, Francine? Which she's gonna, she's gonna make the most excited face about a cat. <laughs> that her entire body will react in an excited manner to that. She, you will just be able to read her from head to toe about how excited she is to save the cat. I'm so excited to talk about Francine. I have a whole like artwork on my wall of Francine. Aww. They took um, Ryan Myers is the artist. He took the Robert E. Lee monument out of the middle of uh, Monument Ave and put Francine in the middle of it. (laughs) So it says Richmond's hardest working Lowe's employee. (laughs) And just as Francine in the middle of Monument Avenue. Um, I have not been able to find the right uh, size frame to frame it, but like she's going to be framed and put on my wall soon. She's living her best life. Yeah, Yeah. I had to go to Lowe's yesterday and I dreaded it. And then I was like, oh, wait, I get to see Francine. Do you take treats for her and stuff? No, but maybe I should. Imagine you're Emily. I'm going to embrace your inner Emily and a cat walks by. Probably. um, She's probably going to follow the cat and see where the cat goes (laughs) and talk in like her cat voice like she does with her own cat oh Benson. Um, and she's going Mr. to love that cat even if the cat is mean to her it's all the same oh yeah. my goodness and she'll make that that those are her three words oh my if it's a cat oh my goodness <laughs> i just want to hold him she and it and like i said it doesn't matter what kind of cat it is it could be a you know a little house cat a tiger like it <laughs> She always says, you know, I'll probably get murdered petting something that I shouldn't. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I can see that happening. Yeah. Her cat does not really like many other people. 
I thought he liked me for a little bit during COVID. We like booped and that was like a big thing in their household. We played <laughs> with some paper balls. Um, but then I hissed at him and he, ever since I hissed at him, um, he's like, nope, he never forgot it. <laughs> so anytime I would come to their house, like he'll cry like one time when he sees me, I'm like, okay, we're back on good terms, Benson. Mm -hmm. And then he just hisses all over mm -hmm. again. I think so. that's the episode. Like that's my MO. <laughs> I mean, he did give her cat scratch fever. <laughs> But that seems like so traumatic, and she still mm -hmm. loves that cat. Yeah. Like, I went to her house like back in the summer for a little bit, and I saw him, and <laughs> he meowed and then hissed and like ran away. But I think that's just his yes. personality now. Yes, I did sort of meet Benson. He normally hid when I would when I would go over. <laughs> I um, mean, what did she think was normal for Benson? But Emily and I had had so many conversations. <laughs> Out, sitting out on the porch about how people would come over try to be like oh he'll like me and try to befriend benson and barely lived to tell about it that i i listened because i listen when people talk especially when emily talks and i did not i hardly looked at him i, I said emily you're his person and if you tell me like i'm not even if i consider myself a cat whisperer i was not about to yeah go and be like i'm gonna i'm gonna be the one because i believe her um yeah, she always talked about various people being like, oh, no, it'll be fine. And they always get swatted and they always bleed. And she's like, what did I tell you? So I listened. I got the instructions. I got the directions. And I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and we all were fine. So I lived to tell about it. So this was, Emma was allergic. like years ago. Um, this was, I think Emily was still in college, I want to say, when mm. this happened. Um, but... We, Benson, there was a stray cat that we had on our back porch at the time. And, uh, he was pretty beat up. You know, you could tell he had been through some pretty rough stuff. Uh, but anyway, Emily being Emily, you know, saving the world one day, one cat at a time. She goes out there and she's like, oh, this cat's beat up. You know, I'm going to feed it. I'm going to show it some love. Yada yada yada. Now to be fair, she did call um it wasn't the Humane Society, but she she called somebody and was like, Hey, there's this straight cat. That'd be out animal here. control. You know, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Think y'all should come take a look at it. And they were like, No, you know, we can't do that for whatever reason. So <laughs> they did. she took matters into her own. She went out there and she tended to the cat. And she comes back inside and you know, Benson, he, I guess, smells the other cat on mm -hmm. Emily. And he does not like it. At all. Um, no. So he gets, you know, hunched up, the hunched up back, <laughs> the fluffy tail. All the signs of this cat is about to lose its shit. So visual. he is making weird noises at this point. I'm getting ready for work. And he has Emily like cornered in the kitchen and i mean he is like so so i've never seen benson so upset oh my goodness so he like making all these weird noises i'm brushing my teeth and i just hear emily scream like the most uh, it was just petrifying to scream i was like oh my god i run in there she yeah. has benson latched 
on her leg, like her the her shin, like claws in her calf muscle, teeth <laughs> in her skin. And he finally lets go. She shakes him off. He finally lets go. And I mean, like she he penetrated. She had to go to the the hospital. Um he was yes, she had got infected with uh what exactly was it? It was some kind of, I don't I don't know what it was, but the bacteria Cellulitis from the and staph infection. Left oh my gosh. Infection. Um he got Awful. put on house arrest. I was like, he's not going anywhere, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> he, he no, right? So uh, but I mean it was I'm like, this is a house pretty, cat. Like, I didn't know cats could do damage, but I didn't know it like it could be and it's funny because we talked about this yesterday and I was like, I, you know, it's, it's crazy to believe that, you know, we just have this little furry creature walking around our house who doesn't speak or anything at all. But I was like, and it's even crazier to think that you got viciously attacked by it and it's still here because if that had been me, some decisions would have had to have been made. I know you love cats, but damn it, this cat's got to go or it's going to be me. I was like, it's not his fault. <laughs> Silky agreed. Like everyone we talked to about Benson, she was like, that guy would have been gone. Yeah. Like, that out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Every single person is like, why do you still have Benson? Still and I'm there. like, to be fair, he is a wild animal. And is he a wild animal? I mean, I got him off Craigslist. <laughs> So <laughs> that's the thing we did not know about Benson. I think so. Yeah. So let me give you the backstory okay, about Benson. This Benson is all, came up hard, huh? This is all really important he to came know. Up on the streets. I grew up with cats and I grew up with dogs and it was fine. Whatever. My dad took care of them. When Trey and I started dating, Trey was like, we should get a cat. I was like, this man, this black man <laughs> wants a cat. Okay. And instead of going to our perfectly good humane society that we have in Lynchburg, because they've got tons of cats. It's great, yeah. Right? It's yep. great, a great place. Yep. Uh, I went to Craigslist <laughs> and I found this cat for $10. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, I'm getting this cat for $10. He's super cute. From a person who sells a cat on Craigslist for $10. So like, it's worse than so that. So many red flags. You know the um, fire station on Fort Avenue, like yep, right beside yep. the um, basketball court? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was the big house right beside it, right beside the fire station on <gasps> okay. Fort Avenue. Mm -hmm. Porter House. We walked in and we were like, oh my God. And there were cats everywhere like and like they just needed some tens of twenties <laughs> of cats like just cats running like everywhere. i was getting rich at 10 bucks a pop and i was like oh my god what do we get ourselves into or they like needed eggs they're like which one you gotta go yeah <laughs> we need eggs pretty much and eggs. they hand <laughs> us they handed us this cat like we didn't have a carrier <laughs> we didn't have like we did not come prepared to get a cat they put a cat in our hands and we were like Here's ten bucks. All right, here's ten dollars. We got this cat, and we Holy took crap. him into our car. Oh my god! He first of all jumped so hard into the windshield, like oh trying to god. escape, that he like bounced back, and we were like, "Oh, he's dead!" Like this cat we just bought for ten dollars is now dead because he just concussed himself oh on the windshield. Oh and then we get him home. Oh my god! He's got fleas and fleas. And then some, like his fleas had fleas. Oh my God. We had fleas for months. 
fleas trying to get rid of these damn fleas from this demon cat that we paid ten dollars <laughs> for on Craigslist. <laughs> Who's now multiply concussed? Like this cat has a different personality yes. now than when you picked him up. Because yes, because he just tried to kill himself trauma. in yeah, okay. our car. Yeah. So <laughs> to be fair, you didn't. This is all Trey's back. fault. This is all Trey's fault. I see that. I see that line. Trey wanted this cat. That's a good linear. He wanted a cat. A yeah. cat. To be fair, and you went on Craigslist <laughs> to get the cat. I did. I don't know why I wasn't like, you know what? Let's go to the Humane Society where we can adopt a cat. They'll have a, a um, microchip, like all these things. I was like, let's get this cat off Craigslist oh where God. murderers go to right. take people yeah. into their homes. Oh, my God. And here we are at like 18 and 20 walking into a hoarder home with this cat, with trying to get this kitten. He was that like four months. That is too um, much. And here, his 11th birthday will be in April. And he's never wanted to be out of our house so much. <laughs> he loves Trey. Like, I've never met, like, if me and Trey ever, like, end our relationship, he's got to go with Trey. I can't take mm. him with me. Like, he loves him some Trey. Aww. He does not respect me. He does not <laughs> listen to me. Trey will look at him and he'll be like, oh, my bad. But, like, the other day he was in my closet. Yesterday he was in my closet. And I'm, like, looking everywhere for him. And I, like, move my clothes back. And he comes running out of the closet, like, because I spotted him. But I'm, like, yelling at him. Does not take me seriously. Trey will come in the closet and be like, Benson. And he'll, like, look at Benson. And Benson will, and he'll just run out. Like, Benson knows Trey's dad. I think he thinks I'm either his girlfriend or his kitten. <laughs> but I'm not mom. I'll tell Anything you that. but an authority figure. Nothing. No, like, I do not matter. <laughs> he does not care. Oh. When I was here at Lynchburg and went to Quebec for a summer for study abroad and I came back home, I expected to Benson to be like, oh, my God, I missed you so much. And he was like, wow, I really thought you were gone for good. <laughs> like, what are you doing back in my house? I so, loved the Quebec trip. Oh, oh my, my God, God. It was so good. This Truly, is a, a totally new dimension of Benson and He's of Trey. To the be worst. Honest. I yeah. cannot believe that I did not know that he was I, a ten dollars Craigslist. We heard so many things Craigslist about Benson, but we did not hear this. Oh yeah, ten dollars Craigslist fleece. I didn't know you could sell an animal <laughs> Craigslist. Oh, for sure. I had no idea. I mean, I guess like you could get sell on your sperm Lynchburg and all Craigslist. kinds of weird shit. I'm on not, Craigslist. I will not. <laughs> but thank you for the record. Does Craigslist still exist? Yeah. What are you buying off there these days? Um, Nothing legal. I'm looking for apartments. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. <laughs> Hoping oh. maybe it's a slumlord individual and not a slumlord company. <laughs> or a serial killer company. Or Oh, my God. Jeffrey Dahmer me, baby. This is a lot. This is whole... My face hurts again. I don't oh, know. No. Oh, my God. Oh. All right. All right. So you were worried about, Emily, what kind of... Or you were worried they wouldn't tell crazy stories. Yes. I feel like the way you feared that... They didn't go all the way crazy because we didn't hear anything like truly too much. So if you'd like to supplement the upcoming stories, okay. feel free. Yeah, we're here for that. Let's hear it. Right. Why not? And you know, I'm kind of jealous because me, I'm I'm more of like a reserved person. But I think that's because maybe in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, well, how will people react if I react this way? And she's just like, you know, I don't even care. <laughs> um, I'm going to do it. Take it or leave it, you know. It is what it is. So, um, like, it's a lot Trey's of fun. Don't get me right wrong. Now. I'm a fun guy, but I don't think losing all the time is that fun. <laughs> so, I, you know, I think I'm a little, I'm, it's not that I'm overly competitive. I'm just more competitive than most of the players that are on the team, I believe. Um, it is loads of fun, though. 
Now I don't want to lose every game. Like, can we make it competitive <laughs> Boo, somehow? Trey, like, no fun. It can be good. It's just like y'all just too much fun out here. Let's get a little competitive. Emily is a big uh, drink and scooter person. Um, <laughs> Come on, Jeff. I don't follow her behavior <laughs> if she's drinking and gets on a scooter. I have video proof and picture proof of not to get on a scooter with Emily. Um, well, you obviously have the scooter story. Um, she also has another scooter story that kind of came up. This one, not as tragic as that one. So her and a friend, they had gone off to, um, I can't remember which brewery it was downtown, but three rows. they went brewery. off and had come back Street. in the evening and, um, she comes inside. She's like, hey, you know, go home. And like, yeah, okay. I've been texting you. Like, where, where uh, you have your phone? I've been texting and calling just to see where you all are at. And she's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have my phone. So she's looking in her purse. She's checking her pocket. She's like, oh, my God. I had my phone in my pocket while I was scootering on the way home. So she instantly runs out the house. Can barely get the words out of her mouth. Made her she's cry, like, made her I got to go. I'll be back. She gets back on the scooter, heads up the road in the in the middle of the night. And I'm like, didn't take anybody with her. I, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I can't get in touch with her because she doesn't have her phone. She goes back. She finds the phone. She comes back. I'm like, look. Thanks to my <laughs> Apple Watch. Time, I, yes. Please let me just go with you. So that way, I, you know, we're on one accord. And I don't have to worry about what's going on or like if you're okay and all those things because i worry i do um if it was a mixed drink something with tequila she loves tequila um yeah ipa is something hazy ipa but it's funny we're talking about this because we were texting and like emily has forever been like the ipa drinker of the group like she's a ride or die for a hazy ipa like that's her like this girl can buck back we were texting recently because i've kind of gotten off beer recently and i'm like i wanted to wine and you know prosecco like what are you drinking these days and she was like i i haven't drank an ipa in like months and like i've drank some wine and she was like i'm just drinking like um she likes stouts and Ooh, some darker beers. I love stouts. So don't make that face, Beth. The stouts are good. That's why she can like what she Emily's likes. changing. Emily's yes. changing. The world and her beverage that's choices. Right. And she yeah. gets to. She gets to experiment <laughs> with her beverages, and that's okay. She's yeah. always happy. We're all happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only genre of music that Emily will not listen to is country. She won't listen to country music. Anything else, you hey, play it. Fair game. Country music. I loved hearing her talk about her and Trey having like 2000s like uh, rap like revisits of albums they hadn't listened to in a long time. So if I hear something like that, uh, it always makes me think of her. She'll text me if she's listening to Mariah Carey because she knows that's one of my favorites. There was that series of like when a bunch of rap battles were happening. And I feel like her and Trey were really excited about like looking at those. She would be posting about them. And some people, I didn't Versus. even know who they were, but I was like, I she was really excited about it. And I love that. Oh, I love it's amazing. I love yeah. this so much. It's so <laughs> funny that Trey shares that story because I was just thinking about that recently. I like literally remember getting back home and being like, oh my God, where's my phone? And I hop back on that scooter and like, you know how your watch has this option where you can like 
hit the button and it'll like ping your phone. So I'm like riding my scooter around downtown Lynchburg, like hitting this thing on my watch, like trying to find my phone. It had fallen out of my pocket on Court Street. Oh my gosh. I don't actually even know why I was on Court Street. Because like (laughs) when you think about where Three Roads Brewing is on Main Street, Mm -hmm. I lived right above scene three. So I should have just came down 12th Street. And then, like, on to Main Street. So I'm not sure why I was on Court Street, but my phone was on Court Street. And in the (laughs) middle of the road, like, thank God it didn't get run over by a car. But I remember Trey being like, really, like, get your life together. What are you doing? (laughs) Well, also, but you had your life together, right? You're like, I don't need to stop and talk to you about this. I'm going to go get my phone. You know, I I know where to find it. Don't worry. I don't. You weren't there. Yeah, like, like, I, I'm gonna go get it. I got yeah. this. Don't worry about it. And Trey's like, I could have helped you find, which is, it's so funny because that's so Trey and it's so who he was today of like, you know what? You need my help. And I'm like, actually, I don't. But like, if you want to come along, right? Hop on. And if he had driven you there, he would have run over your phone. That's he how you would have found phone. it. Yeah, that's yep. how you would have found it. So yes. I just needed to scooter, scooter about a bit. I hear you're the queen of it. I would want Emily to know that her presence has so much purpose. Um, and that that is definitely one of her powers um, that she is, again, because she approaches everything like a lifelong learner and doesn't have this sort of like arrogant competence about anything, she is an asset in this space, like this space needs people like Emily in this space needs more people who have done the work, been in the work and have worked really hard to understand it and aren't just um, riding by any sort of generational wealth or means. Um, And I, I think I admire so much her. I think something else I'd want to know is that she's a cycle breaker and it's really cool being in community with other cycle breakers. I think there's a lot out of the this generation, people who are breaking cycles that were inherited. Um, and so she does that work. She does that liberatory work every day. And I would want to make sure she knew that. Yes. And that's, that's the biggest thing I push on is like, you know, it's not going to get fixed by tomorrow, like you said. So just do what you can and know that Everything you do, it may not seem like it today, but it is changing things, you know, bit by bit. And, you know, the work that you do and the work that you're putting in is being noticed. And that, like I said, it's just all amazing. It's just keep going. Don't stop. Um, Do get that rest, but don't stop. (laughs) Kind of going back to how outspoken she can be and just unafraid to speak her mind whether it's how she's feeling personally like emotionally or whether it's about things going on in the world um globally or you know things you know right here in our community um i don't think that she realizes that people do actually listen to what she's saying and take it as value and i don't you know i think because we're we all you know speak our minds and things like that but Sometimes I don't think that she realizes that she she really does know what she's talking about. She's very capable <laughs> and her words have impact. She's She has a lot of experience, especially in her job, working in state politics and things like that. And, you know, with 
types of things that she talks about, whether it's on social media or whether it's, you know, when we're together in a group, um, you know, she makes me think and see different perspectives. And I think um, just because it's her personality and she, she's so used to being that way, I don't think she realizes that she really um, is sort of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a role model, but like almost like an influencer in that way. Like the type of thing she says does influence people and may make someone, you know, better understand the way the foster system works or, um, you know, I just feel like, um, she doesn't give herself enough credit when it comes to her, you know, credibility. (laughs) She's so, she's so smart and she, uh, is so dedicated, um, to like, continuing to learn and study and anytime she's ever sent me a work thing uh that she was working on send me like newsletters or whatever she was working on the content I was just like I I love reading this and I I barely even understand what you're what you're saying like and it's being explained to me much less like to know uh like the background and like being able to put all that stuff together and stuff so uh yeah I I I trust her on all any and all like social work related issues I'm just like I know she I know she knows what she's talking about and um I really admire that Emily is just the kind of person that you know you can always go to whether you need advice you need help with something um to talk through a problem like she's just always there um and like happy to help you with those things um and it doesn't doesn't seem to matter how busy she is how how hard she's been working like what is going on her and she's always happy to be there for her friends um I really appreciate that about her I just really appreciate the type of work that she does I think it's very admirable that she has chosen to do the type of work she does I don't know there many people off the top of my head that I can say are in a job where they are making a difference every day. And that's definitely something that Emily, I could say about Emily's job. And she could have picked a million different jobs and probably, and probably better paying jobs. Um, But she's choosing to (laughs) do something that she believes is right and is helping people. And I just find that very admirable Um, and inspiring to others, to me, to want to be making those same choices in my life to be helping others in the day-to-day it makes me feel important because she's taken time out of her such busy schedule to text me or you know think of something or if she comes into a room like she's taken time out of her day to either see me or text me and I think that just says who Emily is as a person like she's such a busy person and I I feel lucky to be Mm -hmm. a friend of hers and to um, have her in my life. And she makes me feel important. But but that's one thing I really admire about her. And a lot of times too, just because of where we grew up and a lot of people that kind of surrounded us and are in our circles, it's not always as easy to speak up about certain things because not everyone's gonna agree with what she says. Um, So I think she's been very brave and courageous just to say, how she feels about things and not worry what people think to be successful i think in this space in the space of policy in the face of legislators who many 
especially the more tenured ones have a lot of ego requires a ton of audacity and boldness and like <laughs> courageous use of voice um which i've loved seeing her grow in ever since she joined us um she was like immediately at least it seemed immediately fearless although knowing her now i'm sure she like interrogated and had so many like inner dialogue and feelings of of a therapist or anxiety oh, but, nice. okay. but immediately it was like she she brought a fearlessness to like i'm going to have this conversation because i don't care about this old white man's opinion of me i care about my partner getting the things that they need so that they can find life like that's what she cared about and so um to me it's not a balance i think she leans heavy on on big voice in and have to in this industry i would say especially as a younger woman um it's very much needed so <laughs> She, I think she knows, but I'll, I'll tell her, like, she knows I love and adore her. Um, she goes above and beyond, whether it's on her job, like, what she does just around here, you know, at like home. Loading the dishwasher. Um, the proper oh, way. No, like, you're like a superhero. I don't know how you have that much energy to do that many things. I'm like, for what you do just sitting here, like, on a computer and just hitting these keys and you know like i change in life like i'm <laughs> That's like what he I, I do <laughs> me part like and i speak for me changing lives i don't have that. the mentally mental capacity at all like i would have been burnt out after like a week <laughs> of doing this i would have been like no you know what this i work in a factory like i'm a i work in warehouses because i just know like i could never ever do anything like that i would be so exhausted and so burned out and she just goes day after day like like i said after hours like even when she's not on the clock it's it's truly amazing to see but at the same time it's kind of like you know i get it but i want you to like reserve yourself too because you keep going and going like i I don't know how long you're going to be able to handle it. You know what I mean? And it's it's just like, I know the thing she's doing is amazing. And at the same time, it's like, you know, you got to, you kind of got to give yourself peace of mind sometimes. Um, and it's just hard for her to do. Yes. It's very hard for her to do because uh, she's so passionate. Like if she, she would do this for no money, you know what I mean? Like that's how passionate she is about it. Like she does do it for no money. <laughs> <laughs> also true like she does it for actually no money yeah. literally just got a promotion this week and i'm still making no money so he's like as i think about it that's not a hypothetical like, yeah she's like, like she, does she currently does it for yeah. no money <laughs> so my favorite thing is you said you're a crier but none of that surprised I'm, you it, you know i'm that's like great. i'm trying to like find these tears inside of me don't, like why am i not crying yeah. but like I don't know. It just brings me so much joy to see my people, yeah. like, yeah. see this in me. Right. And it's so funny how 
they all said different things, but very much all said the same thing. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We were like, is this going to be repetitive? And then as we were doing it, we're like, oh, no, they all like it's the same, but so different. Like such a different Relationships are different. Yeah. With each of them. Yeah. And so and because they tell you all the time for our for older folks, I think, or maybe it's not generational. Maybe I'm just putting that on it. We don't hear that all the time. But if you have people around you who are constantly like building you up, it seems like at work, for example, Kristen, like you build each other up. It's you, amazing. Yeah. You acknowledge what other people bring. Yeah. Um, and it, it certainly, of course, it's nice to hear it all in one place, but it's not a shock. Yeah. Right. right. You I know think you're it, doing that. Right. I think it is to an extent generational, at least that like now folks are like, oh, there's so much bad stuff happening in the world. Like maybe we should love each other a little more. Aww. Like we right. take a yep. we take time in our staff meetings to like we talk about awesome successes and gross injustices and like we've got a ton of gross injustices but like our awesome successes as we go around the table and celebrate each other like that is how we start our staff meetings like that is the way we talk to each other to say like yeah there's a lot of bad shit going on but like wouldn't it be great if we celebrated the good things that we have or like go around and talk about how much we care and love about each other and like the things that we're doing and I really try to do that in my personal life with my friends and it just makes me really, really proud mm. and really, really happy that like they see that and they reciprocate it. Right. Yep. right. Like we have built this, this connection on like, we love each other. Yeah. Right? Like Absolutely. I, most of my conversations with Jess are us complaining about like all the bad things in the world. And then I'd be like, but wait, listen to this really cool thing that just happened or like look at this great jacket I just bought like I know the world is heavy but like let's take a minute and let's celebrate <laughs> and then we can go back to like commiserating yeah. yeah but it it really is an amazing thing I think you know I hate to say it's generational I don't think it's generational I think it's just like a now thing of like mm -hmm. we are so connected to all the terrible things that are happening around us all the time that like so many of us are really grasping for just little tidbits of joy and when you realize like you're the only ones that can really produce that right. you lean into it yeah produce to it. an extent yeah produce it and I think there are plenty of older people who might listen to this and be like you do what at your staff <laughs> meeting like, yes what My a waste of like, time uh, yeah. excuse me like he works in tech and he's uh -huh. like we start our meetings and we deal with our stuff that we need to do for work and right. we move on yeah. and it's like no we spend the first 30 minutes of our staff meeting like connecting we do like right. get to know you questions like we've all worked together for two years now we know each other but like right. we're going to continue to connect personally because mm -hmm. that's how we build compassion and empathy, empathy for each other and it takes so little time yes but it makes you want to go back yes it's so simple and sometimes I'm like can we get on with this fucking meeting? Like, could this have been an email? Yeah, like 40 minutes have passed and we've all, we now all know what our favorite summer memory is. I've got fucking work to do. Right. And then I'm like, you know what, Emily, your work can wait. Right. Your connection with people is forever. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, she doesn't necessarily, she doesn't have like an, a master's of public policy. She didn't get a master's degree and, um, but still forged her way into this space of leadership and mental health policy in Virginia <laughs> through her commitment, her research, through trying twice as hard as anybody else would simply because she did not have that degree. Um, and, and Emily, and so because she comes with that, she also has, I think, a really, she has actually, I, it's a skill. If you're a policy wonk, 
sometimes don't have this skill, the ability to speak to the common person about what policy is and how it works. That to me is one of her superpowers. Um, if ever I need something explained um, more concisely and without jargon and with with the context necessary to make me feel even a little bit fluent in it, um, Emily is who I go to first. Uh, she's just really talented at, and, and has helped us sort of pave the way for that culture a little bit more. And like, I just, I definitely want her to know that she's an awesome person. She's come so far in life. Um, she had a lot, um, a lot of adversity in life that I think could have, could have stopped her or held her back but i think that she really showed that like no matter where you come from you can still make an amazing life for yourself and you can still you know you can like whatever your past is not your future and you can make your own path and i think that she just really like took that i think she took her experiences and made the absolute best out of it as an adult and it's just been it's been awesome to see her kind of blossom into that and just see the person she's become today. Not only do I admire and respect her for her opinions and the things that she does to work towards a better society and, you know, helping everyone to be included in that, but I also genuinely feel like it inspires me to be, I'm such an indecisive person. I feel like she really inspires me to really educate myself so I can be informed and then have those strong opinions as well, uh, which is hard for me. And obviously to inspire me to do the same, like to, you know, be voting and encouraging others as a vote and to know what's going on in those worlds, to be a part of that and not just to be a casual bystander that I feel like so many people are. Um, she is so special because everything she does, she puts her heart into it and is just so committed to improving the lives of others and empowering people. Um, I never thought I'd be able to say I could call on my neighbor when I'm crying and need someone to hug. Um, usually you think a good neighbor will just give you a cup of sugar. Um, so we've shared <laughs> we do that too. a yeah. lot together and I am just really, really grateful to have her in my life. Um, she truly makes the world a better place every single day and I'm so glad that she's here and that I get to be in her orbit so I love you Emily and Audrey does too bye like we're I think the longer and longer we all go on this journey together of living our life more than we are working um, the the better we all are for it so I'm really grateful to have um, a peer like Emily who uh, I can have these kinds of conversations with. I think we're both, we've both like unlearned a lot and are relearning new ways. And as we move into positions of leadership, we get to pass that on to anybody else. And that's like, that's all, that's all self-care is. It's community care and having a boundary so that people after you can also have a boundary and people after them can also have a boundary. Um, 
Uh, and so I, I'm so grateful to be to be working alongside her. I'm glad she's on my side. I'm really proud of who she is and who she's become. And I'm so happy that we've been able to, again, reconnect this past year and just kind of like rediscover that friendship and all the things that we have in common. Because I think that we have a lot to offer each other, um, you know, as companions. And it's, to, and, you know, it's, a, it's an exciting time. And I just you know, want to remind her that, you know, no matter what she's feeling, like, she's accomplished a lot. Um, she's a, a successful woman, and she should always be proud of herself and never doubt herself. Most men probably would be intimidated by that, but, and I'm not ashamed to say it, like, I, it's worth repeating. She's the leader. <laughs> like, I know the social norm is for the man to take charge and, you know, always be the voice and but Train i think the woman needs two. to take charge and, you know needs he's like to i be come from a family of strong women i'm not, strong <laughs> not new. Her, you know yes. so um he's like you mean men and, have and opinions I've, I've told <laughs> do i have to get people that like that's just how <laughs> i feel honestly like, she's, she's the leader like she's out here changing the world you know one step at a time day by day like even when she's not on the clock. Oh yeah, and she knows like I'm her number one fan. She has my full support. Like it's when she told me, you know, she had gotten this when job. She told me she got a job. I was like, Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> you had no idea. Like you hey, you this you the front runner here. Like you you wanna go? <laughs> Let's go. Like I'm I'm willing to go. Let's do it. I know the work that she does, like it's not it's not a gimmick. Like it's passion. Like it is authentic. So if she's willing to move for it, then I know like nothing but good can come from it. God. <laughs> you have good people. Like Man, great people. Those are like some of the best people in the world. Yeah. Truly. Like I just don't even have the words. Like everything that they just sat there and said, like I know they would say to my face. And I also know that as soon as they started saying it to my face, I'd be like, stop. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. So now to like be sitting here and forced <laughs> to listen to those things, it just, it really is a blessing, like in all the shapes and forms of what blessings can be to just really be surrounded by people that like believe in you and are your cheerleaders. And like, it's so funny. I saw this meme recently that was like, we should go to work with our best friends so we can like actually figure out what they do. And like <laughs> none of these people with the exception of Kristen, like really know what I do on the day to day. Mm -hmm. And they believe in it with yeah. their whole hearts. They're yeah. like, you know what? Emily could be lying to me about what she goes to work and does every day. And I trust her in it. And that's just. It feels some, good. Yeah. Like there's something to be said for the fact that when your work is important to the people that are in your life and they don't even understand your work. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're doing something for everyone. Yeah. Like, this is not for me. I don't get paid nearly enough of to do course. this work. Like, this is, I would love, I have, like, thought several times over the last year, like, do I sell my soul to go work for a paid lobbyist company, like a, a government firm and make like six figures and do this same work that I'm same work that I'm doing and make a bunch of money for it. And every single time I'm like, Emily, 
you're not going to sell your soul to the highest bidder and pay to play mm-hmm. to like do this work. Like you were doing this work for people. And I think that just like that reassured me, like I am in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm ready to be done with this work that like, it's not all that I am. Absolutely. Nope. And I so appreciate them being like, yeah, like Emily cares about all this, but it's not just because it's work. No. Yeah. It's because they're human. (sighs) Man, what good folks. I love them all so very much. I do not deserve them. I Uh, do not deserve them. Yes, you do. Stop. You You guys deserve deserve them and they deserve you. Like, it has been so refreshing, again, to see. And again, I have friends. I love my friends. I've got very good friends. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of people. I'm close friends with a few people. And I've got, like, my core folks. But, I mean, other than making Beth uncomfortable today, like, I don't, like, I'm always like, oh, yeah, they know that. Right? right. Like, I, oh, we, I do. Like, I come from yeah. a generation of people who are like, I don't need to say that. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm saying it so much more often and making people so much more uncomfortable. Yeah. And I always make people uncomfortable in different ways. But, like, emotions are, like, a weird way, especially for me, who's like very, yeah. like, don't touch me, get away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you, be you, but don't be you that close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. like, I, yeah. And so it, it, it's a good feeling for me at this age to not be so stuck and like, I can't believe they're doing that. Do you hear them, Beth? They're <laughs> telling each other these things. Right. Um, and so instead of criticizing, it's just like, damn, I'm still learning. Like, and yeah. and hopefully I can make those changes in my world so that, yeah, I mean, yeah, so that I can move forward in my job and in my life and have that integration. Yeah. And you can hear that expansiveness and compassion and what they're saying around you. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're all saying, as you said, they're all saying similar things, but they're not the same things. And they're not, they haven't pigeonholed you. They really are thinking of you as this whole person and and they're highlighting certain things about you, but they're not sort of. And one of the things we didn't include from Trey was he was like, she doesn't have to put herself in a box. I always tell her, don't put yourself in a box like you're not just one set of functions or one group of things. And so what I really love about and I loved about talking to your friends and your people is they had this just like, yeah, she's Emily, you know, like this really. chill but like so incisive and insightful view of who you were while allowing you to be who you are and I think that's just that's a beautiful way to have friendships you know and I think you you create that with them it's not like oh how did I stumble upon all of these spirit you know these beautiful people people. it's not an accident you know like you you created this with them um so it, it teaches us and I you know we started this podcast not because we wanted to tell other people how we felt (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or because we were good at it. We were like, there should be more of this in the world. We're going to push other people to put it into the world um, because we're that's not, that's not my skill set <laughs> at all. Um, so I just love, like, I'm learning from all of the people that we invite onto the show. And I think the people you brought to us taught us a lot. So I'm really grateful for that. So well, that thank you. Yeah. Makes me just even more proud. Like, I'm I'm proud that they're my people, but like I'm so proud that they get a chance to imprint on <laughs> you all and on like the f- listeners of this mm-hmm. podcast to be like, we're in a really shitty world with like really shitty things happening to us all around us all the time. And we can have communities that like love us and care about us and lift us up amongst all of the pain and all of the things. And like we can feel that together and we can find joy yeah. amongst ourselves too. Right. And so I'm I'm just I'm so proud to have these people in my life. And I'm so proud that like 
they're willing to say nice things about me on camera. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't wait to say nice so things about you on camera. So <laughs> excited to be like, hey, y'all, thank you so much for all the kind things you said about me. And just knowing that, like, they're genuine people. Mm-hmm. And, like, yep. they would not say that shit if they did not mean it. It was clear. Yep. And so for me, it's just like, yeah, like, share that with the world. Like, mm-hmm. we can all, especially for Trey, uh, acknowledging, like, he's the only dude. <laughs> in these yes. in this video. <laughs> yeah. Trey was like, Am I the only guy that you have on here? And I'm like, Yeah, actually, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like we can let these walls down, yeah. right? Like yeah. we can be people. We and can And he can be a strong black man who yeah. is his behind own person, his woman. Behind. A strong yes. man behind like, a strong woman. A strong yeah. woman. And yes. he's not ashamed to say that or yeah. and he doesn't think like I have to he has, doesn't have to apologize to anybody for it. And he yes. does like and I respect that so much in him. Trey's yeah. favorite, my favorite thing about Trey is Trey's like, if I could like quit my job and be a stay at home fiance, like that's what I would do. Yeah. Like, stay at home Benson dad. Yes. He's like, you know what? Trey's favorite thing to say is like, you know how some people are like, I'm running to the money. She's like, I'm running from the money. <laughs> like I want to run as far away from all of this as I possibly can. Aww. And I just, I, it's. It's so funny how we're so different and we have just found this like niche with each other of like Trey does not care about politics. Trey does not care about all these things. And yet he knows they are so deeply important, not just to me, but like I have shown them that they are important in his life and they're important in like our broader society. And he's still very skeptical about like the world as we should be. Yeah. Um, and no matter how much like I try to be like, I have the answers. Trey's like, actually, you don't. And I'm like, you're right. I don't have any of the answers. I have half the answers. I have like <laughs> a fraction. I have like my perception of the answers. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, him and and all of my friends really. Like Hannah said, like, I'm very much like, have you voted? <laughs> Do you need to know about the candidates on your ballot? Like, can right. I talk to you about why voting is important? Like mm-hmm. my mom, for example. She's like, Emily, I did not go vote. And I lecture her, and then I'm like, we're going to try again next time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm not going to beat you up about it. I'm going to lecture you, and then we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep at this until, like, you see that it's important. And so I appreciate all my people for sticking along with me because I'm probably not the most – like, I'm a lot of fun at parties, but, like, you have to get me there I'm gonna talk to you about politics first. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna make everybody at the bar yeah. uncomfortable. I'm gonna like make you all think about some really deep things. Like I'm a lot of fun until I'm not. <laughs> and I appreciate all of my people here for sticking yeah. with me through both sides of me. Yeah, like absolutely. the fun and the not fun yeah. Emily. But the not fun Emily is still is not like a mean evil Emily. Right. The not fun Emily is a thoughtful uh, I'm going to make you think because I do have this information and you don't. And much like Kristen said, you can break it down for people yeah, right. who may not want to know the inner workings of the policy, but they do want to know how it impacts people or what it means. Exactly. Yeah. And back to kind of what I said at the beginning of this, like that is my my favorite part of mm-hmm. of me in this work is that like I took that that other path mm-hmm. and I was able to say, hey. Actually, real people are being impacted by this stuff. Let's break it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like we are the real people, and I appreciate my people for caring about things when they really could just like look the other direction because it doesn't impact them directly. It's easier not to. Absolutely. And I'm yeah. so selective with my people too. Like Trey will tell you, like I've come across a lot of people that are cool friends 
It's not my people. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, mm, that thing you said, red flag. Right. Like, yeah. maybe not something we can just move past. Um, and, and all of these people have been hand selected by me. <laughs> they should be honored. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a I think group of friends. feel honored too. Yeah, they that. do. Well, I think what you said about like you and Trey being such different people, you know, maybe what you, this younger generation is doing is not discovering some new way of being but returning to a way of being that people were before because this absolute polarization this political polarization did not exist you know some decades ago when i was younger and so you know there's not there is more space to love each other not feel like what you need in a partner is a mirror like not a mirror image but the exact sort of replica of yourself um, because how do you grow if the person you're with isn't a replica of you? Exactly. And so with your friends, I see the, you know, kind of the same thing. And maybe I'm wrong. I only talked to them for 30, 45 minutes. Um, but you don't need a replica of yourself, but you need people who care, who are committed, who are compassionate, who are empathetic, who, yes. you know, can hear you out even when they disagree with you. And that like so many things that we do around gender and race and economics, it's so simple. Yeah. But we make it hard. Yeah. Like you guys had to work and work and work and work to get back to, oh, I'm going to understand you for who you are. Yeah. You know, and that that to me, I think you you have this like really lovely kind of field of friends who um, are allowed to be themselves yeah. themselves yeah. and allow you to be yourself. And who we're going to show with up with limits. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> and we also learned that you can put artichoke on uh, the Best Rivermont pizza that we love so much. Mm, which yes. we learned pizza? a lot about Rivermont pizza. Yes, which the I don't remember. Pesto, oh, pain the pesto. pesto, chicken pesto. <sighs> but Dave's a vegetarian, and she's like, "Oh, swap out the chicken for either for, vegan chicken now or, or, artichoke. or artichokes." I never. We do, sometimes we do tofu, which we don't really eat a lot. Um, but it's like, eh, it's not chicken. But yeah, she told us about the artichoke option. I'm like, what? I'm telling you, life changing. I'm telling you, like all of my people also have their own things that like contribute to me too yeah, emma absolutely. is like yeah. my craft she works i'm sure she told you ned's at rivermont pizza yep, yep. she's like overall their craft beer mm-hmm. i love craft beer emma loves craft beer we used to love to sit outside on our balcony on like yep. a summer day and like open up a couple of craft beer and right. like split and them and share, share them yeah. yes. yes she told us that it was yes so like Though Emma is like your your pizza, your craft beer queen. Hannah just made me some of the best banana pudding I've ever had in my life. I, I'm, I not know. Even, I'm so tired that I'm not even going to go down the banana pudding road, but I really want to. Watch the Tarsha episode. Yes. Oh, yeah. I have. I have never had her banana pudding, and I have to. Yeah, like, yeah. I've heard you talk about it so many times, and I've been like, I have to have this banana Broken pudding. Broken record. Broken I am. And like, now you're like, no, like, it really saved my life. And I'm like, yeah. no, like, I actually have to have this banana Literally, pudding. Yeah. Um, but Hannah made me a whole thing of banana pudding. Like, she's our baker. She hosts like Dipmas and yes. like Friendsgiving and like all these things. We invited like, ourselves to game night. Please yeah. come. Yes. <laughs> do and the she did things. talk about the 24 hour trip to New York. Like she, I mean, there's right. so many things yes. we didn't yes. get to include that we, we love. Um, whoa. Sorry, but break your on that glass. note. Yep. We love you, Emily. I love, we love y'all. you, Emily. I love y'all. Thank you for throwing me a fabulous funeral. I know. It was like really long. It was like the extended remix version. Holy shit. It is a black funeral. Yeah. <laughs> Where is my hat? (laughs) (laughs) My hat is bigger than yours. Um, So do you feel, so one of the things we want with a funeral is, so like in the tarot deck, um, the death card is not always bad. It signals a rebirth. Yes. So, but for some of our people, I think we've been 
more birthed. No. <laughs> um, I think we have been surprised and, and pleased to be wrong. Yes. And that some people don't need a rebirth because they're paying attention the whole way. You know, and I think we started this podcast thinking, of course, everyone's like us. <laughs> and they need Everyone's to, a middle-aged right, white lady. I, the world is on the model of me, you know, and, and they need this reawakening and this rebirth. But for some people, like with you, like with Tarsha, I yeah. think, like, she is like, I'm ready to die. I think about it all the time. You know, and you're like, yeah, my friends, you know, tell me all the time. And when I tell them what I value, and I'm always kind of checking in with myself. Mm-hmm. So I hope that even though you're doing this on the daily... But there was something worthwhile in this process for you in terms of just kind of taking a break to celebrate yourself because that's what we wanted to do for you. You were, dude, we've done three podcasts and you were on our top three list. I know, right? I was honored. I was like, um, excuse me, you two are my favorite people in the whole world. What do you mean you want me on your podcast? have to get I literally texted my friend Kendall, uh, but I was just like, you're not going to believe who just asked me to be on their podcast like I have to celebrate this with someone who's gonna understand and Kendall was like oh my god like that is iconic (laughs) like you two are my my role models my mentors my icons I was like yeah I'll be dead on your podcast (laughs) of course you can kill me off and talk to my friends why not (laughs) well we're we're very grateful for it and we adore you well the feeling is very mutual and I'm just really grateful to have this space again like Death is something that has really shown itself in my life yeah. in the last year and and then some. And it's one of those things that, like, you're a little uncomfortable with. But, like, mm. when you get to approach it from this way, it's really no, comforting, it's, actually. Yeah. It's like, wow. Like, it doesn't have to be – I mean, it's going to be sad regardless, right? But, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be dim and grim. Like, yeah. we can approach this moment knowing that, like, we've set our peace. If something were to happen to me today – knock on whatever the hell Formica. else that like <laughs> nothing happens when I leave here right. um but like I feel like all my people will be like you know what there was nothing that I left unsaid to Emily mm-hmm. I yeah. love that and I I hope that that's true absolutely I absolutely love that thank you Emily we thank love you all we love, love y'all back all right so that is our episode for today we hope that you enjoyed meeting Emily more and I hope you can't wait to hear even more we'll have a few mini episodes with Emily uh, coming out pretty soon as well so thank you for joining us Beth and Virginia here at welcome to your funeral podcast hope you have an amazing day we appreciate you hanging out with us listening watching um, however you ingest our content we're happy you're here remember folks love your people <laughs> <laughs>